Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me is Pete Leineweber and special guest Todd Dempsey. Um, Todd, you are our first, uh, I would say, big name guest that we've ever had on this podcast. We're very, very excited to have you. Todd's a yeah, former. Happy to have you. Todd's a former. Great to be here. Thanks. Um, former PGA Tour player, um, a top college player as well, and he now is a. Uh, he makes he's made Pete and mine's persimmon drivers that we've been talking about on this podcast a lot, and so we're here to hear a little of his story and how he got to be um, from playing in professional golf to making persimmon golf clubs, and uh, it kind of just a little bit of a conversation about you know our feelings on the game, and uh, yeah, I think we'll go from there. So Todd, I um, in doing research on you, we saw you you won the nineteen ninety three NCAA championship individually um, yes yeah it was a long time ago but uh yeah i think we're going on 30 years but um but yeah that was uh that was a great great time in my golfing life i i won some tournaments and uh was was excited to turn pro and um i did finish school uh, i had two more years of school and um looking back if i was to do it again i'd probably turn pro after after winning that but um uh, i didn't <clears throat> i didn't necessarily get a whole lot better um those those last two years at school but uh, but yeah that was a uh, 93 was a great year i won uh won some tournaments and uh and played the walker cup which is probably probably one of the highlights of my golfing playing career where was it where was the walker cup that year that was at Interlochen in in uh, Minneapolis oh, area. Cool. That's where I'm from there. So cool. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah, I know it. Um, so what was your like your upbringing in golf? Did you just play your whole life? Um, how did you learn? How did you you know what really grabbed you about the game? Well, my dad played. He was a good player. He um, he played. He was on the Wake Forest golf team a, a, a while ago, maybe a little bit before they they really got great. But uh, he, he's always been a good player, and I. I finally joined him when I was about uh, 10 years old. I went out and I would see him go out and play every weekend and uh, finally joined him when I was about 10 and was pretty much hooked right away. I um, yeah, just remember that little nine hole course we used to play and just being so excited, you know? Um, so that's, and that's part of what got me into persimmon. You know, I played professionally about, uh, I don't know how many years, a lot of years, 15, 20 years and, um, got to where I didn't enjoy the game much. So I was kind of looking, trying to remember what it was like to enjoy it. And, uh, I remember those days play with my dad, that nine hole course, wood woods, of course, um, you know, in the eighties. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I was either going to get away from the game completely or, uh, I, I didn't want to do that, but it just became, uh, I don't know the commercialization of the tour and the the 
equipment, you know, I, I feel like the, the developments in the driver and the ball have, have taken a lot away from the game. And um, so I, yeah, just got, got into persimmon. Originally I was going to uh, do titanium face persimmons. So, and it, it is a concept that works great, but it uh, didn't really uh, get off the ground. Um, still might, but uh, still the same feel and sound of persimmon with a, a little bit more pop from the, from the trampoline face. But it, but again, that kind of defeats the purpose in a way. Um, it's, I just, I just don't like cheating the game. You know, I just want to play the game the way they did back, you know, when it started and uh, these, these trampoline drivers just uh, changed the game. So, so much, I think for the worst, but that's maybe I'm just a, a bitter old man, but I, uh, I just, uh, I miss the old, I, I miss that game in the eighties. So that's kind of why I've gotten into persimmon. Yeah. So when did it, you know, when you were playing on professionally, when did it like start to shift for you? Like when did your love of the game, maybe you could talk us like through that a little bit, like maybe when did it peak? And you said maybe 93 or, you know, whenever, and then when did it start to, you know, shift on you and, and why? Yeah, it was kind of a, a gradual, um, you know, once I turned pro, it became a job and, and I was, it immediately became something to a way to make a living and uh all the things that brought me to the game originally kind of went by the wayside the you know the the feels and the sounds and the the joy of the game took a back seat to how do i shoot the lowest score possible to to make make some money so it was kind of a right away it started to to happen and then it was kind of a gradual slide the, the whole time, you know, I had had some ups and downs. Some, I mean, some things, you know, I made 150 cuts between the PGA tour and uh, what's now the corn Ferry tour. So I did, I did some things that I'm proud of, but um, the, uh, yeah, it just became, yeah, I was playing golf for a totally different reason than what got me into it originally. Um, so by the end, you know, I don't know when that would have been maybe, 2012 or so it was was either just walk away completely or or somehow keep it keep it fun so persimmon woods definitely kept me in the game and so how did that idea come come to be that i mean it seems not that probably not many guys on tour could just you know start making clubs or would even care to so like <laughs> yeah <why>? i uh <laughs> i in high school, I used to refinish woods and was actually through my whole career, I've always built my own clubs, even though it's really just, um, you know, epoxying shafts and heads, but so not, not really club making, but I've always done that. I've always wanted to kind of build them myself. Um, but I just, I just wanted to, um, to bring club making back. I mean, I guess Scotty Cameron kind of does, uh, or his company does. Um, but really it's just a bunch of mass produced, um, things that don't excite me at all. So now there's some good, like, uh, what's that company, uh, uh that does the irons, um, uh, national system. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. there's people like that. I mean, I consider those club makers, you know, but really it's just a lot of mass produced stuff. That's, uh, 
doesn't appeal to me at all. So I wanted to, to bring that back. And um, luckily there's people like yourselves that appreciate the history of the game and the, um, the way it was kind of designed to be played. Um, not, not trying to cheat the game with technology, but just get out there and, and swing it. And, and uh, I mean, that, that's one thing I, I, again, it doesn't really matter what I think, but I wish that the ruling bodies would have immediately when the hollow metal woods came out, uh, I think in the eighties, um, just like baseball, if they would have said, no, you, you can't have a hollow club head. I think that would have changed. It would, it would have stopped all this, this where we have to now have 7,500 yard courses, which take longer to play because you're, you're going further. And um, yeah, I think that, I think the USGA could have, could have, done a much better job with that but uh it's probably a lot i don't uh understand about it but uh well maybe i yeah for all of us i think um what um what how did you learn how to like make a persimmon club like a driver that people can actually play and hit yeah i mean I, again i refinished in refinished woods back in high school so i learned a lot then and then when i started making these titanium faced woods. I talked to a few people, Tad Moore was helpful. Um, Ray Cutright, who did Sea Island woods in the eighties. Um, so those two were, were really helpful. Um, but a lot of just trial and error. And I'm, I've, I think I've got the process down pretty good. I learn, learn all the time. Everyone I make, I learn a little, so they, they get better and better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's one thing that I, that I enjoy about, you know, for so long, I'd sure. play golf, just try to get better every day, get better. And uh, I kind of feel like I might've reached, um, reached kind of a plateau where with woods, I get excited every time I make one to, to learn something and create something that somebody will love and play. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a different, a, a different thing, but it, it keeps me in the game and, uh, um, so I'm happy for that. So how many of these persimmons are you making? Like, I know you made Andy in mine, uh, last yeah. February, I think, but how often are you making these woods? I mean, I've, I've made about the most I've made is 30 in a month. Um, but it's usually quite a bit less than that. Um, okay. so yeah, it's, uh, it varies. So it's, it's, I feel like I'm always making one. So there's really no, not a lot of time off, but um, yeah, I'm not sure I have the business part of it dialed in yet on the price and the amount of time it takes, but um, it, uh, again, I just figured do something I love. And if, if people like it, it'll, it'll be good. So. Um, yeah. How much yeah, time? Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like, Sorry, Andy. I was gonna say it sounds like it's more than just a business. It sounds like it's something you like enjoy doing, and it's like more than maybe my, more of a hobby than a you know. Yeah, a I mean it is. For you. I do. Uh, I, I I do need to make money doing it. I can't just do it for fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, I I wish I could. But uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's something that I that I love doing. That I just you know I've always been told do something you love, and and you'll be and be good at it and you'll be rewarded in the end one way or another. And that's kind of where I'm at now, just um, kind of seeing where it goes. Um, there's, there's some, some exciting things possibly happening with, with other companies that I, that um, some collaborations and stuff that I'm excited about. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, 
it's coming along, but I complicated it a little bit by I played Q school for champions tour this year, kind of, I needed to play to, um, keep my veteran member status on the tour. So, uh, and I, and of course prepared for it as, as well as I could. And, um, and, and so now I, I have a little bit of status on the champions tour. So I might, well, I'll, I'll definitely be trying to play some too. So it's going to make it, uh, make it really busy. Yeah, we saw um, that you played Q school with persimmon clubs. What was what was the bag? And then, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, originally I wanted to play um, persimmon driver, but another strange USGA situation where a driver, any driver made after the year two thousand, has to be on the conforming driver list. So, right, um, really. Pretty you, much you new. actually would have played the persimmon dry i thought okay cool <laughs> yeah i i would have um but yeah it's it's just an odd you know another uh, I, I don't understand how somebody can't make their own wood and play it in a tournament that's kind of where it's at though with the strange rules i guess what once you allowed these these hollow drivers to come into play. I guess they did have to do something like this, but it's unfortunately I'd have to submit it to the USGA. It, it probably wouldn't pass the test because I've submitted a couple before and due to the softness of the wood, that pendulum test where they measure the amount of time that the ball stays on the face, it, it stays on the face a long time, which is why woods feel so good, but it also makes that formula think that, it's the ball is going to go 600 yards because it's um, it's trampolining, but it, I mean, it's not the case obviously, but um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think as of now that I, that I can make a wood that would be um, that I'd be able to play a, a PGA tour event in because I don't think I could get it on that, that USGA list. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to try. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of money and time doing it when I'd rather make clubs but but yeah we'll we'll see on that but i did i did end up playing um like a hybrid type club i call it a cinco it's it's like a a hybrid five wood type club and hit it several times a day loved it um probably probably the best club in my bag and then my putter which was also really good is persimmon um but yeah so i had two two clubs that i made in play what did your playing partners say when you pulled out a wooden club yeah they were a lot of a lot of people kind of know what i'm doing and okay. uh, but but yeah there's a there's some guys a couple of guys were were a little little confused wanted to to see it after the round and and swing it but uh yeah. to me I, that, that hybrid club that persimmon to me is a better material than titanium for a hybrid because it's very predictable the 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 hollow hybrids I could hit one 270 out of nowhere and trying to hit it 240. So it's just, to me, it's, um, I, I can't even play those, but um, the, uh, yeah, the, the wood hybrid is actually, I don't see it as giving up anything. It, it actually, it, I feel like I gain a lot of control and, and feel and um, trajectory control. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree from hitting it myself, especially the, the, the four wood that I have, there's not much difference. Uh, yeah. You know, and I saw that guy on golf channel that you like you posted, he was like, 
I'm I'm not shocked, but I'm shocked. Or that he would do this. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I thought his. <laughs> I didn't realize that that I was so different. But uh, that his comments were were kind of funny. But but yeah, he. Uh, I guess people kind of know that I do my own thing. And uh, but yeah, Johnson. He's a he's a good guy. I played a lot of golf with him. So. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's again people. I th I think it it was misunderstood with. A lot of people thought I used the driver, which um, I would have again. But it, uh, a lot of I get, I've been told my kids are laughing, showing me comments people make on social media about how dumb that was, and I didn't even play it for one. But two, it's just funny how people have enough time to worry about that. Yeah, I'm sure your kids love being able to pull up internet comments about you. Uh, <laughs> yes, they they funny. do. Um, um, so what, what difference do you see when you like for a persimmon driver versus, you know, what you played, what, whatever modern driver you used in performance um, and distance and, and feel, yeah. Talk about through it. I mean, I, 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 because of the lighter shaft in the, in the modern driver, I, I, I do get some more distance, um, miss hits go further with the modern driver. Um, so if, yeah, playing playing for a living playing for uh playing for money i it probably does make sense to use it but um i don't i don't know that it necessarily helped me um i don't know that it saved me many shots but um but yeah i mean i guess on on paper it makes sense to play the the cheater club but uh but yeah i wish uh i wish we all played persimmon it would be a much better game oh. and why just because it's not as hard not you, you call it a cheater club yeah i mean it's it yeah i mean it used to be more club head speed and solid contact resulted in a in a good a longer shot where now they've they've added ball speed to the to the head which so it's it's like it's just not not natural to me it's not um it's cheating the game, but I, again, I have to do it if I'm going to compete, but, um, yeah, I don't know what it necessarily accomplished. I guess beginning golfers makes it a little more fun at first, but again, it, it's had, it's made courses have to change. Um, Cypress point, one of the best courses ever is, is basically, um, obsolete now from what I've been told. I haven't played there in a long time, but, it's just places that are landlocked like that, that, or, or that, that can't expand are, are, I mean, so when people go play Cypress point now, they, they better bring woods and baladas or they're not, they're not playing Cypress point. They're playing a, a different version. So, um, yeah, I just, I just feel strongly that it, it's, it's sad. And, um, I'm, I'm gonna keep playing persimmon and, and keep, uh, creating persimmons, assuming people want them and hopefully bring the, bring the, um, fun back to the game. Yeah. Have you had, so you mentioned, you, you mentioned, uh, that at Cyprus, people need to bring their wood clubs and balata balls. That was going to be my question for you. Like we, I've been using persimmon, I don't know, for 10 months now, since you sent me mine and we use the modern ball, obviously. So is it, would you recommend trying it out with a Bolada ball or trying it out with a different ball? Like what, what's the best, best experience with a percent, do you think? 
I mean, I with my persimmons, I, I design them kind of for the modern ball, um, a little yeah. more loft, a little more weight in the back of a club. Um, so I, they work great with modern balls. I, the, uh, the balladas, every ballad I've come across, it just, because they're so old now, they, they go extra short and, and they mm-hmm. spin quite a bit. So I, I really haven't found, I mean, I, I, I enjoy playing them, but it's just, they've, they've aged now. So I would love for somebody to make, make ballada balls again. I don't, and I, it seems to me there's a market for it, but, um, Mm-hmm. not sure if that'll happen but if i just uh that that's the ball that was played when i when i started in the 80s so it's that's how i remember golf you know um kind of those low spinning wedges you know bunker shots backing up greenside bunker shots um which just doesn't happen anymore so um yeah titleist with they've kind of spearheaded that change to these um really hot low spin balls to to maximize launch conditions with the driver i guess and um so yeah between the ball and the drivers it's a different game now that not even not even close to the game i started playing so it's uh, again it's i think the the ruling bodies could have done a much better job protecting the game from from this technology um but it's fine what it i mean i'll uh keep doing what I'm doing and, and, uh, see what happens. Have you had many uh, high handicap golfers have used persimmon or like, have you heard their stories or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, there are some high handicap golfers that have, have bought my woods and, uh, I've had no, no complaints about being too hard to hit or, or anything. I think that you kind of know going in that you got to, you actually have to make a good swing to hit them. So it's, um, it's a, uh, I haven't had any complaints about that, but it is, I mean, I don't know. We all, at least people my age and older, we all started with persimmon and we learned the game with persimmon. So it's not, I don't see why, yeah, why we all need these gigantic drivers to, to start, but it, it probably does make it a little easier. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I mean, Pete and I, we teach we teach golf and, uh, you know, whether it's adults or juniors, like driver is like generally just like a hard club for people to figure out. I think, yeah, it's good. It's like easier to hit, but, but some of the people who struggle with like a new, you know, a modern driver, like they're hitting it so far off, like the toe or the heel, so far away from the sweet spot. It's just like makes no, like, they would never swing and miss a persimmon club, you know? So I wonder if right. just like, it's almost, yeah, in theory or like on paper, it's, it's easier, but I would, I'm just curious, like what would happen if it was just like a little bit different? Yeah, that's true. I think you kind of, um, when you see that big head, you're a little bit more sloppy and, um, cause you know, you can get away with a little more. So, um, yeah, when you put that persimmon down there, you're, you know, it's, you're trying not to scatter, um, but it's it's definitely a different angle of attack. I feel like hitting a, a little more down on the persimmon um, is better. Uh, this is maybe this is just me, but but modern drivers, I'm always feel like I have to sweep, kind of kind of swing up on it. Where persimmon, I can kind of the club can bottom out right at the ball instead of behind the ball and hit up. So um, it's it's definitely a different swing and with the heavier shaft it's a little different but it's 
to me, it's just so much more enjoyable. You know, it's you're rewarded when you make a good swing instead of just hit it anywhere on the face, and it all kind of seems feels the same with and sounds the same with a with a modern wood. Yeah. So okay, Pete, I hope you caught on that attack angle. Uh, you know, point. I did. We, it's, uh, maybe we'll give you. We've been working on our our persimmon swings. Pete hits very. He hits. Three, his best shot is like a 305 yard carry with like a plus five angle of attack. <laughs> it's nice. Not always the most uh, I mean, consistent. Well, so we're we're, yeah. we're learning. Yeah, quick backstory for you, for you, Todd. Like I, I'm 26, so I certainly didn't grow up with persimmon. The first driver I ever bought was a Callaway El Diablo, so it was like a 12 degree head. Um, I had that back in eighth grade or something like that. But my whole life has been modern clubs, so I learned the game with those clubs. And it's kind of funny now, as a you know, in my upper 20s, like I'm going backwards, and it's been it's I think it's made golf more more enjoyable. It's not something I ever thought I would do. But Andy came to me last February. I was like, hey, this guy Todd on Instagram is selling uh, custom persimmons. And like we had found a couple persimmons here at our at our office and we were trying them out. And I was like, screw it. Let's let's get it. So we got one. And like, I, I mean, I don't use it every time. I still go back and forth with my um, modern driver, but it definitely has a different feel for sure. And I, I as you just said about the attack angle thing, like I, I'm probably not swinging it the correct way. I'm probably swinging it like I'm hitting my normal driver because I still hit up on it by three or four degrees. And then with my normal driver, I'm probably five or six up on it. So yeah. would you recommend me figure it out and try to hit a little bit more down, maybe use a shorter tee or something like that? I mean, there's a chance that the loft isn't high enough. I forgot what loft is on yours, but. I think it's yeah. 10, 10 degrees. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you with your club head speed. Yeah, I think yeah, try some hitting a little more down on it. Um, okay. You probably won't be hitting. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, a little more down on it. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It just, it just uh, sweeping up on it just does doesn't work as as well. But that's the way. Okay. At least that's the way I hit modern drivers for whatever reason. Maybe there's I never have enough loft, or I don't know why it is, but. Um, yeah, with these, I like I kind of trap it a little more, and it and it's better. Okay. What cool. else do you tell people like how to hit this club to like make it most successful? Um, I guess making sure the tee height's low enough. You know, we're so used to these outrageous tee heights for these gigantic heads. So I, um, and I'm I'm actually getting some tees made, some shorter tees back when tees used to to look like that, and so I'm. I think that's a mistake people make is they, they tee it a little, they're just so used to teeing it so high. Um, and then just, just patient swings, you know, you, uh, you can get away with a kind of with the lighter shaft of the modern drivers, you can get away with being a little quick, but, um, you got to wait for it. You know, the, the steel shaft has a, a little more torque than the, um, than these modern graphite shafts. So, um, you can kind of feel, I, I love the, that feel, but people, a lot of people are used to the boardy, um, they call it stable, I guess, but to me it's boardy um, feel through impact. Um, I like to feel feel something through there. So um, yeah, tee it low enough, patient swings, get down on it a little. Um, yeah, that's, those are the main things. Yeah, I... So everything I don't currently do. Do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if there's not oh, right. enough loft, it sounds like there is. If there's not enough loft, it, it 
then you're just going to hit it so low. But it sounds like yeah. yours has enough. Yeah, it gets plenty of height. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. But there, there's nothing like the feeling of a well-struck one. I yeah. think that's what's kept us kept us hitting it the last you know ten or so months. That and that's that's one thing that kind of surprised me is the amount of people your age group, you know, twenties, thirties. That that I thought it would be more people my age or older that are interested. But a lot of I've been impressed with all the people that uh, that kind of want to feel feel the game the way it used to be. And um, so yeah, that's that's been uh, a nice surprise. Can you be my uh, persimmon therapist for a little bit? Sure. All right. Yeah. So How's I, it going with yours? Oh, it's. I mean, we're in a we're we're in a really good place. Me and the club good. better than we've ever been before. But last good. we Pete and I, when we got these things last winter, would like we're practicing like every single day on track. We'd play TrackMan matches, and you know, because we're in Chicago, so we have you know we can't hit it outside. Yeah. So like our first like three months of using it was was like only indoors. We're pretty sure the track man like doesn't quite understand the gear effect right with a persimmon club. So it's yeah, true. You know, there's a little bit of struggle with that, but we got, you know, we got some things sorted out. Um and then I used it I use it we use it for like a first I don't know, like the first like month or two of the season, but then just had like one just like bad round, you know, as you it, it could have been a bad round just because of how I was swinging. It had nothing to do with the club, but you know what I mean? Like when you for me, hitting a, having a bad round with the persimmon driver, I just felt like I was like, "What am I doing? Like, why? I, yeah. You know, it would have been so much easier with with mm-hmm. with another club." So I just like I took a break from it. Um, but then I went to uh, in August. I went to Scotland, and it was a great trip. But like playing, like, yeah, not not diminishing the experience at all. Like, very, very, very incredible. But like playing Prestwick and some of these like like the Alps hole, I went driver like modern driver pitching wedge into the hole which is like probably not how it was designed to play um so there's just a little bit of like oh like you know i i you know it's kind of in the back of my mind as like hey this you know maybe i need to keep keep giving this chance um so yeah i guess like what would you what would you say to that that feeling of like me but i'm sure like anyone else just like in the back of your head of like oh it it could be better with a different club yeah, I mean it's uh it's understandable. I I feel that way occasionally too, but um and and I don't know. I I just um I'm so um like the, I think it's mainly the golf course thing. I, I want to play the same golf courses that all the greats played. I don't want to play um a, a miniature version of it, which is what we're doing when we're playing any of these courses that uh, unless they've been um lengthened to 7,800 yards, then I guess you're kind of trying, kind of playing it. But, um, if I was to go play a, a, a great old course with uh, history, I would, I'd play back where they played it. I don't know, 6,800 yards with a, with a persimmon wood. And, and then only then are you playing the, that, the same course. So, um, although when you start throwing in hickory shafts, that's maybe even more, I mean, those I don't know a ton about hickory shafts, but the ball goes even shorter there. So maybe maybe even these go for a little too far to play the same course. But I I just um, I don't know. Maybe I'm strange, but I just like uh, 
the history and keeping it the same game and and the the feel and sound of wood is uh um especially when i'm not playing a tournament i if i'm not playing a tournament i'm playing for the enjoyment of the game uh, and and that feel and sound of making a good swing is is uh makes up for the the you know the healers that uh don't go too far and um but Usually they kind of with the gear effect of the the bulge and roll they they kind of go straighter than than miss hits with the modern driver so um, but yeah it's uh it is understandable how you know golf is a hard game and and you start wondering why why am I making it even harder but um, yeah, but it's, it's not just, that much hard would you agree it's like not that much hard like it's not that much different is that yeah. Because you said in you said you in Q school you feel like you didn't actually give up that much by using, or or like you didn't gain that much by using the right. There are a couple of the par fives um, I was able to to reach into just because I could swing so hard at it and it uh, it I mean it it did maybe that helped but there were some holes that uh, where I needed to take a little off the driver and and the the shafts are so stiff and boardy that when i try to take a little off it never goes that well so it might might have evened out really i think i would have been just fine with with persimmon the driver yeah you said on on paper like it makes more sense to use you know the modern modern club i have a like a four-page google document called the persimmon manifesto that i'm i'm working on my theories <laughs> of why i would ever you, you know, oh, great. use this, but one of, one of the topics is, uh, is like the on paper theory, you know, like on, you know, in sports all the time when a team is playing another team, it's like, well, they're, you know, you know, the Celtics are going to win on paper. They're way better, you know, way better, but then they play and they actually, you know, they lose the game. And so like, uh, yeah. playing it's like, uh, on paper, it's like, oh, if I could hit my driver, some, you know, 15 yards farther than I'd be in the fairway more than I'm using a wedge more. Now I'm making so many birdies. But then when I actually like test it out and like compare playing with the two, it's like, Oh, there's actually like not that much of a difference between, yeah. between it. Um, I'd be curious in, in, in seeing this, but I, yeah, I, I agree when it, when you just go out and the score really isn't, isn't much different. I, uh, I think what you, you might give up a little with, with one, but you gain it with, um, so yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, I, I I really wish I could have played with the the persimmon driver there and and seen, but but it's just the courses are. There's a couple holes where you have to fly it, you know, to two ninety three hundred to to get over a a, a bunker, and hmm. that that would have been tough probably with the well definitely with the yeah. persimmon, but so it did help a little bit, but the the other holes where I had to actually hit a shot with that took some thought and skill i i feel like i'd have been better off with the persimmon yeah that's cool um so i have a a quick uh story because i want i want to get your thoughts on this so andy and i played a match um i don't know what what it was maybe late october uh at a course right near us here in chicago and, and we played with 10 clubs or nine clubs and a driver a persimmon driver and uh, we had a pretty solid match. I think Andy beat me by one shot. Scores were pretty similar to what they would have been if we had, you know, 14 clubs and a modern driver. But as we're walking into the clubhouse afterwards, um, we have our bags kind of sitting right at the front door. And 
we ran into two guys that Andy knew and they're, and they were asking us about the match and like, Hey, how to go. And Andy's like, was telling them about what the match was like nine clubs for Simmon driver. And they kind of couldn't under wrap their heads around it. Right. They just didn't really get it. And as we were walking in, I don't think they meant for us to hear this, but one of the guys was like, how good do you have to be to purposely make golf that much harder on yourself? And I, we, we kind of laughed about it after, cause I was trying to think how you would respond to a, a, a person like that. Cause we get a lot of, you know, people that come through our place and turn heads and are like, what, what are you guys doing with those clubs? Like, why are you, why are you making it harder on yourself for really what seems like no reason? Um, even guys that we work with don't really understand it. So I guess what, what do you say to those people? And like, how do you explain, you know, what you were telling us earlier with the feel and the, and the kind of the taking yourself back to what the game should be almost like, how do you respond to those people? Yeah. I mean, I, I usually don't respond, but I, I do, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. I think it's, it's just letting them, they should hit one and not just hit once and almost whiff it, but hit a few and, and see, and if they, yeah. you know, have them hit 10 shots and see if they they're feeling it. I mean, and if they don't, then, then it's not for them. And that's, that's fine. I mean, I, I definitely don't care to convert people that don't, don't want to, to, that aren't open to it, but um, yeah, it's just uh, the, pretty much what I've been saying, the feel, the sound, the, uh, the, the how re rewarding it is when you hit a, make a good swing and hit a perfect shot with a persimmon, you can hit a lot, a lot of good shots with some pretty iffy, if he swings with a modern driver where persimmon and a good shot, you've definitely earned it. So that's to me why. And then again, with, with the golf courses, we're not, we're not playing the same golf courses that Hogan and Nicholas and those guys played there, you know, I don't like, like, you know, uh, Cypress point people. I, I heard, I think Dustin Johnson was out there driving greens, flipping, sand wedges into par five second shots and i mean i guarantee if he was playing the same equipment i mean not i'm not picking picking him out but um i think nicholas in his prime uh versus versus these guys uh with the same equipment with the same ball i don't think there'd be a huge difference you know that um i think nicholas was hitting at 300 with a with a a lot of ball and persimmon clubs and um so yeah just uh just in the interest of of playing the same game that that uh you know that how it started is is what what draws me to persimmon the most cool um we have a lot of we have a lot of we have a program called it's like our m360 program that's like call it kids like trying to play college golf in the future and it's like eighth to you know, eight to, I guess, 12th graders are in it and we have 30 kids and we, we spend a lot of time of, uh, like, uh, talking about like playing for the right reasons and, you know, the mental health side of golf. Like we watched, did you see, I, I noticed from your Instagram, your into, your kids are really into surfing. Yeah. Did you see mm -hmm. that like hundred foot wave surfing documentary? Yes. McNamara? Uh -huh. Yeah. So yeah. we like showed them like a, a lot of that last year talking just about like, like, could you treat golf a little bit more like surfing, right? Where like the experience is a part of it where like, you know, in the last episode, he like 
finally gets back on the board and then like crashes, but he's like laughing at the end of it. Right. And so like yeah. he's just like so happy that he like went up for the challenge. And so like, how could you, you know, approach golf in that way as opposed to like, Oh, what you shoot? I shot 78, you know, and like moping about it. But like, um, so I guess I'm curious, like back to, to, you know, you said you, you're either going to give up the game or maybe do something else. Like what, uh, you know, I guess like what advice or what would you have for some of these, you know, competitive juniors on how to, um, you know, keep that love of the game or, or these things that you're, uh, you know, you're championing for here. Um, yeah. What, what, what lessons maybe have you learned and, and you could pass to them? Um, yeah. I mean, I, probably the main thing is, um, to enjoy the, the process of, of getting better and not, not being too results oriented. Although, it is kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to shoot the lowest score, but just enjoying the, uh, the process of, of improving. And, um, but yeah, we get so results oriented. I, I guilty of the same thing. And, um, so that, that would be one thing. I, I also always recommend the book, uh, golf in the kingdom. I don't know how many uh, actually listen to me, but that's, it's really, a that's, other than persimmon, that's what that book, and I can't really put my finger on why, but that book kept me in the game. Just uh, Shiva Sirens, the the character, the main character in the book, uh, he he just has a lot of a lot of great things to to say about the game. One of them uh, is beware of the quicksands of perfection. Um, that's a, I think that's. It, as I coach kids, um, and I, I was guilty of the same thing, just trying to be perfect. And then you, it, you end up, uh, being, being counterproductive. So, um, that, and then, uh, let the nothingness into your shots. Um, again, it's a little out there, some of the thing book, but it's, uh, those no, are we, two... we love it. We keep, we could talk for three hours yeah. about it. So yeah. Yeah, you're, you're speaking to the right people. Um, yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, that, that book, I recommend it to, to anybody that's, uh, starting the game or, or like me was kind of on my way out of the game. Um, a guy, really nice guy, friend of mine named Todd Rohrer. He, uh, he used to, um, uh, he was at McKenzie golf bags, the, the leather yeah. golf bag company. And now he's McDonald leather goods make amazing golf bags, but he, uh, in 08, the last year I had my PGA tour card, I, I met him to play golf and he, um, get, got up on the first tee with a persimmon driver and hit a great shot down there. And I was just so confused. Like a lot of these other people, even though I've always been open to, to the old stuff, I was like, what, what's he doing? And he, uh, he said, uh, I play golf for, for more sensory reasons. I think I'm quoting correctly, but it I didn't, I, even then I didn't totally understand, but the more I thought about it, you know, the feel, the sound, you know, if you're not playing for a living, why not enjoy it, uh, you know, as much as you can. And so that, that kind of got me, got me thinking about, about, uh, creating some, some persimmon woods again. I mean, I, I do have a bunch of old persimmons, but they're more designed for the, uh, the older spinnier balls. So, um, yeah, like not uh, enough loft, right, on the old ones. Yeah, right. Not enough loft, and um, 
exactly. And so I, and then the way I weight the ones I make, it's a little more in the bottom of the club and a little more towards the back, which, which I think helps with the modern ball. So yeah, how do you um, do that? I guess I'm, so you can change like the weighting. I guess I have no idea what, like, you know, I see that there's a, you know, like an insert in the face and there's a sole plate, but like what? There's some, there's a little weight under the sole plate with, with driver. There's not a ton, but there's some, and then with the fairway woods, there's a, a decent amount of weight you have to put in because of the smaller head and also the shorter shaft you, to get the swing weight up. You, you have to put some weight in there. So, um, and it's just where you place that weight. When I, when I look at old ones and I take off the sole plate, the weight's usually a, right up at the front of the, right behind the face. And that was probably good with a lot of balls, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of scientific, uh, numbers, but like, I just tried putting it in the back and it flew better. Okay. So that's kind of the extent of my, my, uh, my oh, R&D. That's good enough. No one else, you know, that's yeah. as scientific as anyone else is getting with it now. Um, let, let the nothingness into your shots. What does that, what does that mean? To you. I, I think for me, it just uh, get up there and hit it, you know, mm. I mean, of course we need to have a decent, decent fundamentals and need to learn some, uh, how to swing the club, but um, trying to talk your way through your swing out on the call, out on the golf course is not, not going to work usually. Um, but yeah, just, yeah. just make it more, more creative, more uh, reactionary. Um, that's kind of what it means to me. Just, you know, just, just like you would play any other sport. It, it seems to be the only sport that we analyze to death. Uh, I don't think basketball, they're too worried about their right elbow and their, but no. for some reason we get, uh, and I, you know, guys like you that, that get that, that get that it's not a, it's not a science. It's, um, you know, I guess there is some science, but it's just, it's also a sport that we need to keep uh, athletic and um, and kind of keep not not analyze not over analyze I guess I should say um, yeah, yeah we, I feel like we we talk about this a lot here with some of our students who you know will ask um, you know what's going through your head over a seven iron like a stock seven iron and some of my students will say eight or nine things like they'll list them out and I'll be like so you're thinking about nine nine spots in your swing in that, in that amount of time. And then they kind of backtrack a little bit and they give me three or four things. But I think a lot of those people could learn a lot from that quote of letting the, let the nothingness um, kind of, you know, enter your swing or, 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 or whatnot. But uh, yeah. it's an interesting, it's, you're, it's, you made a good point about like, it's not like Steph Curry is thinking about where his elbow is when he's shooting a three pointer. You know, he's done all that work in practice. He's just, right he's just shooting. He's doing what he knows how to do and, and not really thinking about it. If he was thinking about it, he'd probably do pretty poorly. Right. Exactly. Did you, Todd, when you were on tour, did you ever kind of like go down? I mean, how was like the golf instruction, like culture, you know, in, like from in those years that you were on tour, I know now it's like everyone has multiple one or maybe multiple guys with them, like every single week. Um, you know, how did you start with, with that? And then like, how did that change? Yeah, I had a, I had a good, good, really good teacher growing up, Carl Welty. He did use a lot of video and was pretty, uh, he, he did analyze it pretty, uh, quite a bit, but he, he was good, um, in keeping it as simple as possible. But 
when I got out on the tour and was exposed to instruction, um, I avoided most of it, but I did, uh, and these, and they're great people that are just trying to help. I don't have anything against these guys, but it just for me, it, it just never, never worked. Um, it worked for other people. I mean, there's definitely, you know, Tiger worked with four or five different guys and played great with every one of them. So, but for me, it's just, uh, there's just three or four things in my game that kind of I need to keep an eye on. Um, but to, to try to reinvent the wheel, especially at, at my age is pretty pointless, but um, it, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, that's, a, it's another thing that, that I'm in out of the game when I'm, when I'm thinking too much and trying to trying to be perfect instead of just going out there and hitting shots. And so now that you're, you said this next year, you're going to play some on champions tour, right? Is that, yeah. Yes. I, uh, I, I, I will have to either get exemptions or, or Monday qualify. I can go right to the Mondays, which is good. There's, there's a pre-qualifier that um, people would have to go to, which I don't have to. So that's a good thing, but um, yeah, it won't, it won't be easy, but I'm encouraged. I, I, I feel like I could have been a little more, I, I was, pretty prepared but i feel like i could have been more prepared for finals and um if i get get to to that point uh next year i think i could i could have some good tournaments yeah what did you what what do you mean you could have been like more prepared um i do you know i i coach kids i make some woods and i so that i don't have unlimited time to to go i played one or two tournaments in the the year prior so i didn't it's not like i was out there really doing what a lot of the guys do sure but, yeah, like um, every day yeah yeah so i feel like i um but i mean it, i i was pretty ready every part of my game felt 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 good so um but i yeah i feel if i could uh commit a little a uh, little more of my time to just playing it, it could be uh, could be good out there Sure. And so how is your approach kind of, or mindset to the game different compared to, I guess, what was it? Oh, was it 2012 when you kind of stopped? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I definitely enjoy it more. Um, I'm not so uptight. Um, I remember talking to people during the rounds, after the rounds with just much more, I was pretty, uh, pretty intense when I was younger and, um, so I, I just feel like I maybe have it a little more in perspective now and uh, enjoy it more and uh, realize that it's a lot it's a lot simpler than than I made it um, back when I was playing trying to trying so hard to be perfect and um, yeah the simpler I keep it the, the better I play and so now you're coaching students now is that part of what you think how many what sorry do you coach you coach now you said you have a few students or something yeah yeah i, I was doing was doing it pretty full time and uh okay. it seems like a lot of them have gone off to college and stuff so it's uh definitely less so it gives me more time to play and, sure. uh, do any so, of them have any of them do any of them use a persimmon they most of them have i've made one for them and i know oh, a yeah. couple play it so I, th- I think it's a great even um you know 
college golfers, junior golfers, just hitting some balls with it, even though they might not use it in competition to just helps the swing and helps the tempo. So yeah, they, they do. What that was going to be my next question. Cause we've talked about that, like, you know, going back and forth from modern to persimmon in the last year or so, like, do you think it does? I, I assume you do based on what you just said, but you think it helps, you know, when you return to a modern driver in competition or, or outside of it, you think that helps their swing or it helps you kind of whatever it does. You think it helps? I do. Yeah. I think, uh, okay. it just, it looks that, that, modern driver looks so big, you know, when after, yeah. and, it, and yeah, it just looks, it's just a lot easier to hit. So, um, I mean, I, I, maybe I, I don't know about that. Like I, I say it's a lot easier. It's, uh, when I'm swinging both, like, I, I feel like I hit the persimmon more solid more often than, the, than the modern driver, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it, it, it compensates for, for mistakes a little better than the persimmon which to me isn't necessarily a positive thing but um definitely it it, it makes it a, a slightly easier cool all right todd i've got one more question then we'll let you go i really want, wanted to make this episode about you but i had to ask did you play in the 93 western am with tiger um let me think <laughs> or uh, yeah. you, maybe you don't remember i look I saw a scorecard that he signed as your score. So oh, okay. Just, yeah. Tiger's the only, only professional golfer we ever talked about on this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played quite a bit with Tiger. I put college golf. He was, uh, I think he was a freshman when I was a senior at Stanford. I was at Arizona State. So we played quite a bit together. And uh, yeah, I, I do remember playing Point of Woods with Tiger in uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan, Western Man. Um, and and yeah, he uh, obviously an amazing talent. Uh, he kind of kind of really after I got out of college is when he really um, like his freshman year um, was good, but I mean the next year is when he really started to to take off. But um, but yeah, I did uh, beat him in their tournament his freshman year, the Stanford in, Intercollegiate, I think it's called at at the Stanford Golf Course. I won. Uh, and played with him all, all every round, you know, thousands of people walking around. So that was, that was kind of fun, wow. but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he, he, he got the better of me after that, but uh, <laughs> as you know, hey, you, got you the always better have that else. though. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, any other, I guess like notable, uh, or like, I guess like most memorable moments from your, your career, things you look back on fondly. Um, probably representing the U S in the Walker cup was the most exciting week. Um, probably the most enjoyable week was, um, the California state amateur at Pebble beach in 1992. Um, the, 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 that state am used to be at Pebble beach every year. And I got to play it, I think 10 times in a week, just because of match play and, and then the finals 36 holes. So you just, um, but I was able to win that and, and again, played Pebble, I think maybe seven or eight times that week. So, um, That's that, cool. yeah. yeah, that was, that was probably the, the two highlights and then, um, pro golf, it all kind of runs together, but it, um, there, there were some good times traveling with the family. Those, the, those are the things, you know, being able to go to take the kids to Australia and, um, 
New Zealand, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Great. Great opportunity. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, cool. Uh, favorite course or couple favorite courses. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's probably most, a lot of people's, but Pebble beach, I growing yeah. up in California, I just love that the Poana grass and the, you know, right on the ocean there that it'd be tough, tough to beat that. Um, live on the East coast now, and I'm still looking for, for a place like that, that, uh, uh, Fisher's Island, New York, that that's, I like that place. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really anywhere that, that has a good atmosphere. I've been, you know, as a goat Hill, um, in San, in Oceanside, California, a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's a shortish course. Um, but just the atmosphere, yeah. you know, everybody just, enjoys the game and a lot of a lot of people playing persimmon a lot of people actually walking not not many carts yeah. um, they the have that persimmon that. tournament there right the... right yeah they they uh i was there right at, right after that but um but yeah how did uh, you not get the invite get an invite yeah, yeah. That's, come that's on pretty tough uh tough uh, <laughs> those, those four guys are pretty uh pretty good but, well we uh, could yeah. expand maybe we need to write them we'll expand it to two group yeah. you know pete and i'll join yeah. you it's a no-brainer yeah. putting you in that in that yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I, I, the Link Soul guys, I'm I'm friends with them, so uh, yeah, it's a great. I just love what they're doing there at Goat Hill and Link Soul. The company is just such a such a great brand. Yeah, we're. I don't want to, like. We're tan- sort of getting to know them a little bit. We do a lot of our programming at at Canal Shores. Have you ever heard of that? It's in it's in yeah. Evanston. They there's like. There's an article, one of the early golfers journal, like I think it's number three has a, has a, a whole story about it, but they, uh, their, uh, link soul has like kind of partnered. It's I think trying to be a similar vibe of, of goat Hill, but, uh, oh, okay. it's kind of our low, it's like par three course, um, par yeah. threes and fours, but similar. It's That's like great. along the canal, like the North branch of Chicago river, there's like train tracks going by, everyone's walking. Um, yeah. but they do, you know, they have bunch, all the merchandise is link soul now and, stuff yeah. so oh, i gotta uh, check that out yep we'll, like yeah we'll have, i got I mean, the hat on right now oh. yep yep oh yeah uh-huh. um yeah yeah did you okay actually last question you met uh peter beams I yeah saw you posted like a picture of him he's like the most mysterious yeah, person to me what was that like yeah he's just got so much uh so many stories and so much knowledge from playing back with with the great players of his era he's uh 75 now and he's out at goat hill just kind of well he teaches and just just kind of sharing stories with people uh, that's part of what makes goat hill such a great place um but yeah i got to got to talk talk with him play a couple holes with him and um but yeah he's uh, he, he's had some good ideas on persimmon you know actually uh, had had some ideas on on the whipping and um so yeah he's he's just He's a, and, and really a great guy that just loves loves sharing his stories with people. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, Todd, how can um, how can people find you? Is Instagram the best way? Do you have a website? Yeah, I, um, I do have a website, but it's not really not too good. Um, okay. Just Instagram, Todd Dempsey, no P in Dempsey. A lot of people put P, uh, P in there, but yeah, just. Okay. Uh, and they just message you if they want a club, they can just message you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, Great. Todd, 
thanks very much for yeah, joining thanks us. So much, thanks for having Appreciate me. I enjoyed it. talking to you guys. All right. Thanks. Well, I have to have do another one of these maybe next year sometime. Hear how how Champions Tour is going, and yeah, you know, maybe Definitely. can get a club on the conforming list, and that's right. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, see how that's going. Um, I'd love to. All right. Uh, well, thanks again, Todd. And thank we'll you. Talk to you all next time. See you soon. Yep. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Todd. Take care. Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. But the moment defines you. Come back. Come back. Here it comes. Come back.